have your Bibles while they're singing, we're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning in verse number 1. Now, I will tell you that this is not what I planned on preaching this morning. And uh, honestly, it did not get sent from my computer to my tab. My wife can testify to the fact that I told her I had to turn around and go home to do it again. And I did. And it still hasn't come through. I'm going to preach a message that I believe God had designed for this morning. It's not exactly what I thought, but I think it now. You said, Pastor, does that happen? You bet it does. I've, I've gone up to the pulpit with my notes ready, and God told me to go a completely different direction. We've got to follow the Holy Ghost. This one, God probably knew I was so tired. I got about two hours last night, folks. You probably knew I was so tired that I uh, I would not uh, not change the message, but struggle through it. So, so isn't God good, yeah. folks? It's not by chance that that message did that that teaching did not get sent to my tab two times. I emailed it two times. I do this every service, so it's not like I just messed up, you know. Although I might have. But Second Kings chapter four and verse number one. Thank you everyone for being here, Maribel. Let's stand for the reading of the Word of God. I realize it's late. I'm going to go quickly. Well, as quick as I can. Second Kings chapter 4 and verse number 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor has come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. At that particular time, if you couldn't pay your bills, your children were taken as slaves until you paid the bills. Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you what, that would change how we use credit cards today, wouldn't it? I'll be talking about overspending tonight. More spiritual than financial, but it's a little point there. And Elijah said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. All I've got right now in my house is just a pot of oil. That's it. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Get ready for revival, ma'am. Get ready for something powerful to happen. How many know we're at that point here? Hallelujah. We got to start bringing in empty vessels because they're going to get filled with the oil. That's the Holy Ghost. Woo. Hallelujah. And when thou come in, come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her, upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed. Now, She's had quite a miracle. Her house is filled with vessels of oil. And she didn't go and just do what she wanted to do. This is so important. When God begins to move in your life and begins to use you, this is all type and shadow, folks, of the move of the Holy Ghost. Don't just go run off on your own. She went back to the man of God. You know what? If God uses you in a prophetic utterance, you need to tell me. If you pray for someone and they get healed, you need to tell me. Yeah. Let, don't be afraid. I don't think you're trying to get the big head. But you know what? We're all trying to work together and we're trying to build together and the church needs to hear about these things. This is all about the Holy Ghost. This is all it's a type and a symbol of, of a church on fire. The mama is the church. 
by the way. That's what she represents, the mother of us all. And, uh, and the oil represents the spirit. So she came and told the man of God, please, please, all the good things that God does in your life, tell me. Text me. 95% of the stuff I get today is negative, and I understand that. I'm a pastor, and so I'm here to help. But, oh, does it do something to my soul when I get a text and someone says, you're not going to yeah. believe what happened. We clap our hands under the Lord. Yeah. Is this all right? Yeah. And I'm going to tell the congregation, people need to know that God really is working here. We are bringing forth the needs, and I want to do that, and I'm not going to shy away from it because we've got some serious needs. But we need to bring forth the victories as well. Yeah. Is this okay? Hallelujah. And then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Woo! Hallelujah. She made enough money to retire. And uh, isn't God good? Yes, he is. Amen. Amen. I want to talk this morning on, on a brief subject, just a pot of oil. Just a pot of oil. And uh, let me just pop this thing down again. And uh, we'll get that fixed eventually. Um, hallelujah. Thank God the brother and sister Frost are here. Brother Frost kind of knows that stuff. God is bringing people in at just the right time. If you have not read 1 Samuel 30 and 1 Samuel 31, I mentioned last week, that's where we are. That's that transition from David running for his life to David being crowned king. And uh, we lived 1 Samuel 30 last year. We are now in 1 Samuel 31. How many have read that? You've actually gone and read those two chapters. I gave that as homework last week. How many here read it? Huh? You have a bad memory, I know. I should send out a text. I'll do it. But I did. I did send out a text. So, you know, look at those texts. But please, this week, 1 Samuel 30 and 1 Samuel 31, and you'll get excited when you understand we have passed by 30 and we're in 31. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your mercies and your power. Thank you, my Father. Hallelujah for your glory and your anointing. Hallelujah for, for the blood, the blood of my precious child, Jesus, that washed my soul. Oh, Lord, you've been so good to us. I pray that you would have your way. Pray that you'd anoint mightily. Touch your servant, Lord. Touch my voice box. It's rough. Put your hand upon us, O oh God, as we try to do your will. Let your word, O oh God, stir in our souls. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. your seats if you would like. I'm going to preach very, very quick on this particular message. I have taught it before. I believe that it is on um, our website. I'll go find it. I'll repost it on CastBox. But in this particular example, as I mentioned, the Old Testament is a schoolmaster to the New Testament. The Old Testament teaches us for the New Testament. The Apostle Paul said that clearly, that all of those things that we see in the Old Testament, even the feasts and the festivals and, and the law regarding food and the law regarding clothing, all of that has absolute impact on us today as Christians. Although we are not under the law, hallelujah, the purpose of the law and why it was given to the nation of Israel is fulfilled in us because we've got the spirit of the one who wrote the law inside of our souls. Hallelujah. God said to the prophet Ezekiel, he said, I will put a new heart in you and I will write my law right on your heart. How many are glad you've got the Holy Ghost? Yes, amen. The Holy Ghost changes everything. 
everything. I said the Holy Ghost changes everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! So in this particular story, there are three main types, and I'm going to talk about them very, very briefly. One is that oil. That represents the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You'll find that plays out in the New Testament exactly in the Old Testament. The greatest example, I think, is the parable of the ten virgins. They were virgins, five were wise, five were foolish, five kept the oil. And when the wedding came, the marriage supper of the Lamb, they were allowed in. The other five virgins were foolish. They kept their virginity. This is important. They stayed righteous according to what they were supposed to do, but they had no oil. And they were not allowed in to the wedding, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Don't tell me the Holy Ghost isn't essential. Right. It's essential. Amen. Yeah, amen. And don't tell me that you can be once saved and never lose your soul because we just found five virgins that were saved. They stayed, they stayed virgins, but they, they were lost because they didn't have the Holy Ghost. The scriptures are clear, folks. You know, when we read the scripture, we have to be very, very careful because we can take things out of context or we can misinterpret particular passages of scriptures. Let me tell you, there's no conflict in the word of God. It's always this verse and that verse. And they mesh and harmonize. I, I get frustrated when I see people, especially publicly, going through the scripture and they'll say, you'll say, but this verse, but that verse, but this verse. It's never but. It is always and. Does this make sense? This is essential to our understanding of the word of God. The word of God interprets itself. And if you have an interpretation of a particular passage of scripture and it's in conflict with other scriptures, you have misinterpreted that particular passage of scripture. Is that okay? Yeah. Yep. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you got someone in the pulpit that knows that? It took me a while to learn that. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm not perfect. Nowhere near it. If you, if you don't believe me, you think I'm perfect, go talk to Sister Foles. She'll be glad to give you an earful. Hallelujah. Um, but anyways, anyways, um, we do have to rightly divide the word of truth. I will be teaching that Tuesday night, Amen. by the way. So Tuesday night, we're going to be teaching rightly dividing the word of truth. You need to be here. But anyways, the whole oil here represents the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God. And it's God's will that we are full. It's God's will that every vessel in the house is full. This story starts out with just one pot of oil and every vessel in the house was ended up full. But those vessels didn't get there on their own. The sons had to bring them into the house. Does this make sense? Yeah. This is all type of shadow. How many want to see a Holy Ghost revival that explodes and totally yeah. turns this city upside down? Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand that I go out and I do visitation and I go out and I knock doors and I go out and do a lot of those things. But that's nowhere near enough. Hallelujah. You may not be a door knocker, but you can hand somebody a church card. Yeah. Brother Chris, Brother Frost, if you don't have church cards with you, please grab them. They're bilingual. Hand them out. Anybody here need church cards? Anybody here need church cards? Sister Tara, can you grab the texting cards off the back? The positive text community. Does anybody here need those positive text community cards? Raise your hand. Praise God. Sister Jessica needs some texting cards. The positive text community, folks, uh, you need to pray about that. I am struggling with Verizon. It's very frustrating. We have almost 3,000 people. 3,000. You know, I'm assuming we don't anymore because it's been so long since we've had 
uh, the text community going because of Verizon. How many can pray this week and fast this week that we get a breakthrough? Yes. All right. I mean, why, why are we fasting? Are we trying to are we trying to 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 uh, uh, appease God by fasting so that we can get a breakthrough? No. When you fast, you're getting your flesh in the place that you can actually pray through the Spirit yeah. and begin to deal with everything that's going on. We live in a demonic realm here, folks. Yeah, right. 20% of the people in this area practice Santeria, which is witchcraft. Yeah. It's witchcraft. And so when you fast, what you're doing is you're allowing your flesh to be sub submitted so that your spirit can connect fully to God. Amen. And you can intercede in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to need that kind of intercession if we're going to get the text community going again. I promise you, if we get that going, we're going to double our attendance just like that. Yeah, okay? So, and, and it's been a battle. I'm not even getting an answer anymore from the Verizon guy. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I've offered to move all my stuff over everything. So, folks, we, how many can pray? Amen. Yeah. We having fun this morning? Yeah. A little different, isn't it? What happens when Pastor gets two hours of sleep and he's on steroids? My goodness, I'm getting ready to do a flip. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ready to do a flip. So the oil is the Holy Ghost, and it's God's will that we are full, and it's God's will that every one of us brings vessels to the house of God. Empty vessels. Somebody say empty. empty. It's not the will of God that we go and ask saints from Brother Davy's church to come here. There are already vessels that are full. Does this make sense? It's not the will of God that we invite somebody from Wake Park. And I know you're not doing that, brother. I know you're not doing that. But it's not the will of God that we would invite someone from Wake Park or, or from Missouri. They're already full. They're planted where they need to be. Is this okay? Yes. But let me tell you, 99.9% .9 of the people out there do not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Right. It's easy to find an empty vessel. Right. It's so easy. So we need to bring in empty vessels. And, um, and I want to talk real briefly now about the potential of one individual who's anointed and the importance of the mama. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm going to pray one more time and I'm going to get done. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God, for your word. Praise you, God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to try to finish in about five minutes. Who can follow me? In fact, I tell you what, Sister Leah, if you come up and get on the keyboard, I will promise that I will not go more than five minutes. This is a simple lesson. I don't want you guys to, to miss out, and I don't want to go off on tangents. But I want to let you know at first that this widow woman was very faithful to God. Her husband was faithful to God. Her husband died, and she came to Elijah and said, you know that we've been faithful. Now, I want to tell you, I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and asked me for financial help and haven't done a thing of faithfulness for God. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I'm going to be a good steward of our finances. And uh, there are people that will suck everything out of the church that yeah. they can and then turn on the church right. when they can't give them the last 20 bucks. Yeah, that's right. All right. And we talked about the swine the other day. Yeah. And so, you know, please don't send people to me to pay their light bill. Yeah. Please don't send people to me. Now, now, when it comes down to food, we do our best. And hopefully we'll be a food kitchen. But she was faithful to God. They were faithful to God. And God performed a miracle. If you're faithful... To the house of God, 
If you're faithful in your prayer, if you're faithful in worship, if you're faithful in your attendance, if you're faithful in working in your labor in the field, and you're faithful in your tithes and your offerings, you will not have any financial issues unless you're not handling your yeah, money correctly. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. So she was faithful. And God, and God said, I got a miracle for you. You know, we've been faithful ourselves in many different ways to missionaries, etc. I've already told the story, but I thought it'd be good to tell you again. We got told we had a $1,500 repair for our AC in the back, which we do. And I was so concerned about it. And then I went to the mailbox. Guess what came in the mail? A check for $1,500 exactly. Is that not God? Where did you say, where did it come from, Pastor? I'll tell you, you need to know. It came from the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship. They are with us. We are not a denomination. We are a fellowship of men trying to help one another do the will of God. Aren't you glad we're not the denomination, but we're just the plum old church. Hallelujah. That's who we are. What a miracle. What a miracle. God will take care of your needs, friend. You be faithful. You be faithful to God. He'll take care of your needs. You be faithful in your tithes. He'll take care of your needs. God takes care of his own. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. When it comes to giving your tithe and your offering, it will go contrary to your mental thinking. It'll go contrary to your understanding. You're going to say, I can't afford to do this right now. I've got this, 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 and that. And God is saying, no, 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 no. You put me first and I'll take care of this, 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 and that. And I've watched people get on the treadmill of life and never get off of it because they never learned the truth of being faithful in tithes and offerings. Tithes was before the law in Abraham, was during the law under Moses, was during the time of Jesus Christ. He said, you should have done this. You should have tithed and not leave out the weightier manner of the law. Mercy, hallelujah, and grace. We need to tithe. We need to bring our offering. And then in the New Testament, Paul said, you need to collect as the Lord has prospered. That was a Jewish term about the tithe. Hallelujah. So if you're faithful, God will take care of it. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and he's going to take care of everything. But again, the oil in this particular scripture is a type and a shadow of the apostolic church and apostolic revival. And I can't go through the scriptures for time's sake, but if you can get download something like uh, Olive Tree or Blue Bible or whatever, you can search oil in the scripture, and you will see it is definitively a symbol of the Holy Ghost. And when he asked this woman, what do you have? <clears throat> she said, all I got is a pot of oil. That's it. She didn't say, we've got a nice property. I'm here glad that God has given us a nice property. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she didn't say, I've got the nice house. She didn't say, I've got a manicured lawn. But how many appreciate that Brother Eric Berto is going to be taking care of the lawn and helping us? Yeah. She didn't say we've got nice chairs and whatever. Let me translate it to us. She didn't say we've got fantastic cues. We've got everything beautiful in the house of God, although we do. And I am so thankful for those that are cleaning the house regularly. You come in this place and it's becoming spotless. Can I tell you that didn't happen by chance? That's not Sister Fold. That's not myself. That is Sister Yolanda and the team she has working. Let's give Sister Yolanda a Leadership is important, folks. 
if you want to help, you let us know. But there are folks here all the time scrubbing and cleaning. And brethren, brothers and sisters, if you use the bathroom and you use the sink, please clean it out. I had to clean it out last night. I came to pray at around 2 in the morning, and uh, 3 in the morning, and I had to clean the sink out because somebody washed their hands or whatever, and it was full of dirt. Let's, keep care, let's take care of the house of God. Yeah, amen. Wouldn't it be horrible for a first-time guest to come in and look at that sink? Yeah. It's not hard to wait until the water to run down and get a paper towel and clean it out. Is this all right? Yeah. So we say, preach it. Just preach it, Pastor. Just tell us, Pastor. I'm just going to tell you. Hallelujah. She didn't say we've got good preaching, and I, I, I don't know if we can say that in this assembly, but I do okay. I'm not a top preacher, but I do okay. She didn't say we've got good music, but I personally think that we've got some of the best music in Pentecost right here. We have one of the top singers in Pentecost and my daughter. She is known for it. She is chosen to sing at conferences. And I'm not trying to brag on her, but I'm very, very proud of her. And uh, But she didn't say that. She said, all I've got is a vessel of oil. All I've got is a vessel of oil. Jesus told his disciples, don't start this thing until you get the oil. Luke chapter 24, Acts chapter 1, he said, you got to wait in Jerusalem until baptism of the Holy Spirit. That oil makes a big difference. And if you're going to walk and do the will of God, you have to be attached to the body. That's the vine. You've got to be, you've got to be connected to your local assembly. You really do. And then you've got to stay prayed up full of the Holy Ghost. But oh, what a difference it makes when you have just one pot of oil. She said, all I got is one pot of oil. Now let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The man of God didn't ask, does that pot have any chips? Does that pot have any cracks in it? Has that pot ever held something that it shouldn't have? Is that pot got any faults in it? He didn't ask that. He didn't say, is that pot black, brown, or white? Does that pot speak English, Brazilian, or Spanish? He never asked any of those things. He said, all you got is a pot of oil and you've got enough. I've come to tell this congregation, there's no prejudice in this house. I don't care about your past. I don't care about the fractures. I don't care about the cracks. It's not, that's not what's important. What is important is that you're filled with the oil of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And one pot of oil can turn a city upside down. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. I want to tell somebody here. Don't focus on your vessel. We get discouraged. We see our own idiosyncrasies, and all of us has them. We see our personality deficits, and all of us have them. We look at our past and the hurts, and all of us have them. But if you focus on the oil that's in your vessel, you focus on the baptism of the Holy Ghost you got, you will be a fireball for Jesus. Does anybody here want to be a fireball for Jesus? And then lastly, the boys were sent out. The boys were sent out. And they brought in the vessels. And they brought the vessels to Mama. And Mama poured out the oil. Can I tell you, you will never achieve anything without having Mama's fingerprints all over you. Who's the Mama? The Mama's the church. Bible says that she's the mother of us all in New Jerusalem. Yeah. So, if you're going to be used of God, you can't be a vessel of pot of oil just out there doing your own thing. You've got to let the mama work with you to find out where you need to pour out your oil. 
Let us work with you. Find your talents, abilities. We did record the uh, talent seminar, uh, different personality types I need. Let the mama work with you. Let this pastor help you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. I want to see you succeed so greatly in the kingdom of God. Nothing does me better than seeing a saint bypass me in an area. I'm not afraid of that. I rejoice in that. John said, oh, it does my soul good to see my children living for God. I want some of you to bypass me in preaching. I want some of you to bypass me in singing. Most of you already have. <laughs> Is this okay, folks? Yeah. If you'd like to be that pot of oil, come to this altar, please. And Sister Leah's going to sing. I told you I'd be short. If you want to be that one pot of oil, come on, come to this altar. Lift your hand. Say, God, use me. Fill me with oil. Let me completely connect with this pastor, bishop. You know, Brother Eric Bertrand just said, Brother, you're going to be my bishop. I'm happy to do that. And uh, we just want to connect. And we want to be used of God. And everybody has a unique place in the kingdom. Everybody has a unique place in the kingdom. And this, this oil, this vessel of oil, is going to not only determine your destiny, but it is going to help you to totally transform everything around you. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 35 that when Jehovah God comes and the miracles happen, they call them Jehovah God, folks, and the blinded eyes are open. But the scripture said wells which spring up all over in dry places. That water is, again, the Holy Ghost. God wants you to be a vessel somewhere springing up, somewhere in your job, somewhere in your school, somewhere where people feel the Spirit flowing through you. Oh, God. Just a pot of oil makes all the difference. As they sing, let us just pray and worship.